0: I got something to talk about.
1: Oh,
0: oh, oh, this world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start the fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot. You got to take it. You got to make it. You got to break it, chains. You got to break it, chains. You got to break them chains. got to break them chains. You got to break them chains. You got to break them chains. You got to break them. got to
2: break them. got to break them chains. You got to break them. All right. Ultimate Bachelor here with Joey Brown at Joey Brown 2. Got it. On Instagram,
0: kind of and still haven't followed me yet, so we're still on the lookout.
2: Yeah, no, we we'll get this to her. I'm <laughs> a, we'll add her. Um, talking about what do we call this? Out of bounds. What do you Ooh. think about the name? I love it. I like. I told you, I'm mad I didn't come up with it. We were we were right around the block trying to figure out
0: the name for it, but
2: out of bounds is perfect. Yeah, and so I didn't want to. Uh, it, this very closely resembles like ESPN outside the line. So we didn't want the name to be too close to that, but I think it's, it's right there in between. It's perfect. It's right outside. Just yeah. just right on the outside. <laughs> uh, with that said out of bounds is our sports series that we're uh, discussing sports issues off the field. So that could be anything off the field. So. Yeah, good stuff.
0: Do you, you get a lot of feedback from the from the first one? I know we just you know we scraped the iceberg with the paying the athletes talk. What? Yeah, what's...
2: no, I I actually did. <laughs> I told you that. Be going into that conversation, I was I was more on the side of um, what's it called? I was more on the side of paying the players. But as we talked through it, the points I was making, I had never made those points before, and I actually changed my own mind. And then I got feedback from several others that um that they that they agreed with me and then like Craig's on Craig Harris who I do a different podcast with um he uh he had the same conversation with me on on one we did earlier this week oh yeah yeah and his his point was like yours but i don't think there's any argument to they signed an agreement and trying to get more pay out of that is a, is a, you know, more or less not honoring the agreement they made. Right. I think that's the hard part, right? Is that's
0: the system in place. Um, and when you sign something, you're, you're, you're to it. Right. It's funny over the last, you know, what did we do that a week ago? I, instead of listening to other podcasts have been listening to other people that have done research on it and it's an interesting topic. I think we only talked about, you know, half of it. Yeah. It's. It's no, for sure. The, it's the policy as a, as a whole is what we
2: are you know, trying to argue. For sure, for sure. Um, so today I think we can talk about a couple different things. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was like free agency in sports and who should have the most control over that. It's um, a good one. Why is it saying I'm paused on my – I don't know what that means. Someone's saying I'm paused, but anyways, um, on the Instagram live, um, anyways, free agency is one thing I, I'm really sensitive over. Um, and then I'll let you pick another subject from some of the stuff that we talked about.
0: Wait, wait so why are you sensitive on it? Let's just hop
2: into it real quick. Um. For a couple of reasons. One, I'm sensitive to it because I don't know which way I should feel, which a lot of the things that we discuss should be like that. Um, What's the best way to put it? I feel like people should be able to work wherever they want to work. Right. But once again, you've joined a league where rules are rules and, and you can be traded and or Uh, restricted from moving to a different team and those once again are the rules that you signed up for um then Mm -hmm. what's the best way to put it then you have guys that operate within the rules right when it's time that they can leave the team that they're working with or working for then the fans get pissed at them it's like why are you leaving our team there's no loyalty all this it's Mm -hmm. like but then also there's the other side that when a guy – when a team's ready to move a guy, it's not like they check with him. Right. <laughs> like, like I have a big problem with – I have a problem with people having a problem with LeBron's decision. Like they still hold that him against him. Which one?
1: First yeah, one. right? Uh, the
2: first one. <laughs> because he did it on TV and all, like, and all that. But my thing is I never thought it was that bad to begin with. Right, I would agree. Because all he did was just, you know, change teams on TV. He didn't give them any heads up. Like when, when a player is about to get traded, I mean, you see it on Twitter and Instagram all the time that they weren't notified at all. <laughs> right. Worse is getting – when you find out on Instagram. So Yeah, uh, yeah. There's that too. <laughs> or they find out through a report or someone texts them and saying, hey, you know, what do you think about the trade? And they're like, I didn't know I got traded.
0: Yeah, what do you want to do Saturday? You're in my city now.
2: Especially wow. like – you know, I, I, and then again, I think it's certain sports where they expect more respect than other sports. Like in baseball, I feel like it's cold. Why can I not talk? I feel like it's cold blooded. Like they just get traded, no thought, no communication. It's like you show up and you're about to run on the field and they're like, hold back. You just got traded. Yeah.
0: I, that's funny.
2: I could see or, that. Or further in, you're going to have your chance. Yeah, or you're there in are in like a minor league game, and in the middle of the game, they're in. They're, they pull them out, and they're like, "Yeah, you just got moved up." Yeah. Well, there's a
0: couple. I mean, a couple different layers to that, right? Is you know, how do you feel about the LeBron James situation? Being two in Ohio, a lot of people were, were pissed off. You know, they felt that you know they owed him or he owed them something, which yeah. I don't necessarily agree with. Um yeah, that's his his city, his state. But he can make his own decisions. Sometimes you got to look out for your, for yourself.
2: Well, I, well, shouldn't you always look out for yourself? I'm I'm oh, confused. 100%, that when hundred percent,
0: and I I mean I don't personally like how he handled it. But again, it's none of my business. Um, I'm sure you know he's he admitted it on his on his TV show he would have he should have gone about it a different way. But it's it's your money, it's your career. You can do what you want.
2: Right, and he did it for charity, which I'm sure, you know, I was secondary to to trying to get the attention right. at the time. But <laughs> I, I don't know that he should – I I feel like the only reason he apologizes for that is because there was a huge backlash, and Cleveland took it so sensitively. Yep, 100%. Uh, without that, I feel like he wouldn't feel any different than any other times he's left other places.
0: Yeah, see, and, and I think now that he, he – that decided to go to L.A., I think that's a little different, too. Um, obviously, it's not a basketball decision. It was more of a, a career decision. But again, why? You can't knock the guy at all. He's doing it with a purpose. It's not like he's just going on a whim. He hasn't done his thinking about it. He's clearly made an educational decision and what's best for him. So yeah. That, the, his his cases are different, but free agency as a whole, that's up to each person, and I and I, I'm with you. Why do people get so upset about someone wanting to leave? You see all these clips now when when a Zion Williamson or somebody doesn't get drafted, or you know they put those burning stickers on it and burn the jerseys. Right. They don't owe anything to to you as the person. They don't any owe anything to you as the franchise. You are an asset in the NBA.
2: Well, you talked about the latest LeBron James decision was not related to basketball right yeah why are you not more mad about that than when a guy's going to try and win like i because because you're not trying to give someone else a championship or he is obviously but because in your statement you don't clearly come out and say hey this is strictly about championships that that makes people feel better i'm confused
0: I think he's earned his strike to be the exception to, to these kind of rules, right? Um, you know, he's arguably either 1A one, one a or 1B, the greatest player of all all time. Um, so if he's making a move to do his his endeavors, his business endeavors, his movie, even though Space Jam is probably going to be whack. Uh, <laughs> hot take of the day. right? Uh, but if he's making that kind of move for those reasons, he's allowed, I, I think – you can't tell Christoph Sprzingis, he can just move to LA, forget about his basketball career, focus on something else. He hasn't earned that strike.
2: Sure. Um in my opinion. So okay, so now because earned it. I mean when he left the first time you didn't felt like he had earned respect to go play wherever he wanted to play. Not I I'm not asking you, but I'm saying, you know, he he back for back. other people.
0: And I think that's why the casual fan, especially in Cleveland, got so, you know, heard about it. He didn't bring a championship. He tried, he tried, he tried, and now he's going somewhere else. So he didn't earn their stripe that he
2: promised Cleveland. So Was Chris Boss already going to Miami when he decided he was going? I see. I think he had just signed. So Chris Boss had already signed? I I think so. Because I can see it's just – if Chris Boston already signed – What's that?
0: I think he hadn't played yet, but he had just signed that. Yeah, just that. signed.
2: Right, right. So, in that instance, I see it as strictly they're jealous because they look at what he's going to and know he's going to win. Mm. Oh, 100. What, the first real super team? Obviously no, the – Celtics probably. That's right. The Kevin Garnett Celtics. That's fair. First labeled. Super team.
0: And so, yeah, he went from this one man band to he's joining a group of all stars, and people are like, they will win right. several.
2: Right. Not like, one, not two, us. not three, <laughs> not four, not five, not right. six. <laughs> uh, right.
0: Do you ever uh, look maybe like that could be me? That's what Cleveland did to Miami. That could have been us.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, but what is there really to do in Cleveland? You remember Joe Kim Noah saying that? It's not like anyone ever gets excited to take a vacation to Cleveland. But hey, just like Detroit, that taught me. It's there's a lot more to it than you think. Uh, oh, I believe. Sorry, Christy. <laughs> uh, did she listen to the last one?
0: Uh, we got through the first couple minutes of it. Oh, okay. Then she found uh, out it was
2: an hour. So yeah. Yeah, I, I don't blame her. I wouldn't listen to this shit. But <laughs> so again, Skyler Diggins. <laughs> yeah. Skylar, hit me in the DMs so, so you can get with my boy. Right. <laughs> um, next, so if you're talking about free agency, and I'm going to keep it with basketball and then we're going to go to other sports. But what about Kevin Durant? Because that's a total different issue that people had with the free agency. It is the same as going to another. Super team. But you talk about Russell Westbrook, which <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to start there again or no? Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and skip that little beast. <laughs> Sensitive <of> ass. Um, <laughs> so, you have Russell Westbrook upset. The fans weren't as mad as LeBron were, were, were when – I, can uh, I cannot talk. Fans were not as mad as when LeBron left Cleveland. Um, but so now you had the media that was pissed that he was going to like Stephen a Smith couldn't call it the weak this is the weakest move I've ever seen yeah, um <laughs> how do you feel about that? Would you agree or no? I don't like do what you want, like yeah, you're not gonna be labeled Michael Jordan who took a team – you know, Scotty was there, obviously, but took a team on his back to do it. But yet by the end of it, they win this year. He stays again. I mean, they could be the first Pete. I that something. I, I would agree. I know people
0: – a lot of people hate the move, right? You, you go for, to a 73-win team, arguably the greatest regular season team of all time, and then you put the greatest score of all – one of the greatest scorers of all time on that team. Yeah. From from a competitive standpoint, you're like, man, that sure that's weak, but as a person, do what's best for you. If you wanna if that's what you want, I I can't knock you one one bit.
2: So my argument is, and I do understand what the argument back is gonna be. So my argument is look at the Celtics team that won however many championships in a row, right? And then you could even go back to the UCLA team, which is different. I understand they're recruited, all that stuff, but did they have any competition in what they were doing? Uh, the Celtics team. How many Hall of Famers were on there? I understand they, you know, free agent wasn't free agency wasn't really a thing then, so you know they probably did it through the draft. But it's not only that they got people in the draft; it wasn't really a big thing to leave. So if you right. got like, tell me how the Celtics ended up with like top picks. I don't understand how. Like, was it was the draft done different then? Do you know? I, I don't. And that's, that's the crazy thing about that dynasty is they built it,
0: you know, through organically, right? They just grew it, their talent. They grew around Bill Russell. They grew that way. I think the game has changed so much now from a personnel standpoint. People like Kevin Durant and uh, LeBron James, they can take hold of their free agency and dictate what they want. So that's why it's so unique especially even in NFL today or NHL, any of those other major league baseball, no one is having athletes driving their
2: future like the NBA is. is Well, I want to go to the NFL next because that's probably where the one league where where the athletes have the least say or control in player movement, right? Yeah. The top, top ones do. But I feel like there's different rules in the NFL. Obviously, the salary cap. And then the non-guaranteed contracts, it mixed in with just the injury—I uh, should say the lifespan in the NFL. Yeah. Um, like the first thing I would bring up is this Antonio Brown thing, or the Le'Veon Bell thing. That's, that's a, yeah, those are that's both great.
0: Yeah.
2: You pick. You pick which one we go to first.
0: Let's start with. I mean, you said shelf life, Le'Veon Bell. That's that's interesting, right? He's a running back. As yep. great as a running back as he is and has proven to be, the stats also say that he is, what, 32 years old? Like, he should have been done two years ago.
2: Well, he took time off. He's been injured, yeah. which is also time off in the grand scheme, off of legs and hits. Um, I'd also argue that he's not really a running back. I mean, he catches more passes than any receiver in the league, which is where he was trying to get his money on the franchise tag. but didn't end up winning, but, um, yeah. He's also well, a, the huge, he's a staple in my fantasy roster last three years. Just <laughs> getting every time. Uh, so tell <laughs> me then what is your thoughts on him sitting out that year or what's, what's your thoughts on the franchise tag? Tell me that first. The franchise tag. Ah, so I don't know all the,
0: the ins and outs of the franchise tag and what I know franchises can use it to like a one-year deal to see what they can get out of it, in the next go round. But his situation was so unique because, you know, he's betting on himself, right?
2: In no, which- no, he's he's not. He wanted to do the opposite. So you you have guys that play out that last year of their contract, saying, "Hey, uh, uh what's his name? Kirk Cousins in in the with the Redskins. They didn't want to give him a big deal. They wanted to like kind of." um pussyfoot around it, I guess if you know better way to put it, and give it you know, they offered him less. He said, no, I'm gonna, I'll play out this last year and you're gonna see how good I am and then you're gonna owe me a big deal because you're either going to have to franchise me, uh, which you know, franchising is like, I think it's like the average of the top five contracts. And my number is probably wrong, but, but something like that. Average of the top five or ten contracts for that position in the league. So that one year he made like 27 million. So he, so he played out his final year. They didn't give him an extension. Then they had to franchise him because he wasn't going to sign a lesser deal. He played that year and made 27 million that year he was franchised. And then, you know, they had to do whatever, would they trade him or whatever?
0: We acknowledge that Kirk cousins did it the right way. His whole contract is guaranteed. Why is he the first person with a all guaranteed contract? His whole contract is guaranteed. Guaranteed. I didn't know like, that. Hey, you're not
2: that good or special, but B, props for being the first one to well, do something. Well, I mean, so. he he he's worked the system. You know how it should be worked. In addition, that I almost agree with the way football does it. Like, why why am I paying you? two and a half years after you were injured and can't do anything for us anymore.
0: So that, and that's why I I said maybe Le'Veon was betting on himself is Steelers tried to pay him here. And he said, no, I'm worth way more than that. Right. Sure. But you're a running back at 30 or at 29, your shelf life, you've got two years left. Right. So he said, all right, well I'll get, you know, a longer term deal somewhere else but we got to see what that looks like. So I'm willing to risk that money now to get something else later that I don't know is coming. Hmm. So it'd be more of a long-term play. And I guess, you know, I don't know what that feels like. Cause I don't have a $32 million safe that I can just fall back on if it all falls through, but.
2: Right. Yeah. I don't know. So then the Antonio Brown one where, He's basically just saying, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, you guys don't appreciate me. You guys don't want to give me a big deal. I do still have time left on my contract. But, um, like, if you don't want to appreciate me, if you don't think I have that value, then get rid of me. Which I don't agree with that necessarily. What do you mean? Um, why don't I agree with it? Yeah. Give me your take. Well, you signed a contract. Same, same thing I always say. Signed a contract, honor the contract. Like, if they don't want to give you, they don't want to extend your contract um, before it's over. That's, it, there was nothing in the contract that said, okay, if you're playing this well, we're, we have to extend it before it's over. It, it's the contract is done in two years. Right. Play, play through your contract. Like, I hate when guys, I get why they do it. It's smart business, but I hate when guys hold out from like camp. To, to get money.
0: That's fair. I think. Yeah, I feel like the Steelers handled that. That whole thing went south, right? Yeah. And Brown is worth all of all of that. But when you've got a a quarterback like like that who's got an, an ego and a wide receiver like that that's got an ego and your button heads, I
2: don't know I how think, you choose sides. I think it's a hundred percent what happened. I think you know if it wasn't for 'Cause I don't think the organization had that big a problem with with Antonio Brown. So if it wasn't for the the severed relationship between Ben and Antonio Brown, you know, he's probably still there. I, I know they took large exception to the fact that he missed like that last game. Or he didn't miss it, he missed the last week of practice. Practice. Right. You talking about practice? <laughs> <laughs> we sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player.
0: Yeah, I know, <laughs> Leo, you're missing practice.
2: And then you go to baseball where all contracts are guaranteed. They're just getting ridiculous money. They play a ton of games, but, you know, no contact, hardly any contact. I'll put it that way. You,
0: pro- you probably, what, burn 10 calories if you play baseball? You are standing for three
2: hours. Well, my thing is they can play two games in a day. Professionally, they play two games in a day. That tells you the amount of effort they feel like. Is put out in one game.
0: Great. <laughs> yeah, great. Great point. Great. If you're a pitcher, you pitch or starting pitcher one out of five games.
2: Yeah, because what is it? Once every seven days or something?
0: Yeah, what?
2: <laughs> and give me 250? Some people got it better than others. I'm not a jealous person, but <laughs> what could it be? So, what do you think the responsibility is on organizations when we talk about this? Because yeah, we're talking about the player needs to honor their contract, but at the same time if a guy's busting his ass and in and, and in a lot of ways exceeding because when you if you sign a contract for a player, let's go to values again since we argued that last time. If you sign a contract for a player and when you sign the contract he's worth 500,000 based on the production he's brought or the you know the skill yeah. he's perceived to have. If 3 years in now he's performing like an all-star that's another, you know, that's making $10 million. Does he deserve to be paid higher or what? Well, I
0: think you get into tricky, tricky scenarios when you start saying they deserve things because the players may have earned it and a team is willing to get it. But from a business standpoint, players are assets. That's why, People want to get, especially in football, rookies on their rookie contracts. For sure. If I can get equal talent on a rookie contract, I'm all – they're going to take that ten times out of ten.
2: Well, it used to not be rookie contracts. I don't know if you remember, not that long ago, it was, you know, guys were holding out, out of the draft to get the contract they wanted. Yeah. Which made no sense. It's like, you haven't even seen this guy play yet. Like, what's his name? Sam Bradford. I remember when he got his contract coming into the league, I was like, what is going on? Like <laughs> yeah. he's getting paid like more than ninety-five percent of the quarterbacks in the league. And speaking of
0: Sam Bradford, that dude is so terrible, but he makes twenty-seven million dollars every contract you look around. Right. Who keeps signing this man?
2: Teams without quarterbacks yeah. worse than him. Which <laughs> I yeah, like, that's debatable, boss. but whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I mean It's going back to what's the fair market value of that person, whatever they're willing, somebody's willing to pay for them. Right. From a business
2: standpoint, I would try to get someone comparable but cheaper on a rookie deal. And that's the running back ideal, right? That's what everyone feels like you can do with running. Because you see so often that running backs are, you know, you see a rookie running back or a second-year running back that comes out and leads the league in rushing. I mean, you have Ezekiel Elliott, you have uh, Kareem Hunt, you have that dude for the Steelers this year that replaced Le'Veon Bell. You have uh, James Conner, I think his name was. Yeah. Um, it, it happens all the time.
0: And it's funny. I was just listening to uh, ESPN on the, on the way home today, and they're saying how Ezekiel Elliott, he's still on his rookie deal, but in, not this summer, but next summer, they're going to have to come out of their pocket
2: to keep him. Well, there's, they're saying there's going to be a problem with that. Go ahead. If I cut you off, keep going. Yeah,
0: no, you you, you talk about because you're the you're the Cowboys fan.
2: Yeah, they're saying there's going to be a problem with it because obviously his behavior doesn't warrant a franchise player type contract, but his play on the field more than does. So this is this is the best example of a team and a player headed for a franchise tag. Because they're not going to want to do a long-term deal. I mean, at any minute, it's like he could be arrested yeah. and taken wherever. And you're in Columbus, so I can't imagine the, the high praise he gets there.
0: No, that is a funny story because last
2: weekend, I, and I should have
0: told you about this, he and uh, Mike Thomas pulled up. It was a beautiful first beautiful day in Columbus probably in 10 years. Right. <laughs> they pulled up to the large patio bar in Columbus. They literally park in front with their yellow Lamborghini and hop out. Obviously, everyone's looking. They are already split. Why they're in a car blows my mind. But seeing them walk into a bar, you know, damn near cross-eyed, and everyone's just
2: like, whatever they want, it doesn't matter. They could do right. no wrong. Yeah, for sure. Wait, Mike Mike Thomas, that's the one from uh, New Orleans? Yep. He's an LSU you got. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry. Uh, You're good. All right. So we we talked through that one a little bit. What about uh, next subject? Is on you.
0: Wait. Talk about getting rid of a dog. Um. Next subject. Let's you want to go back to the the paying the athletes thing? Because I think it's such a large discussion that we again only raise the surface of, but we talked about one side of it, right? Where the college university should not be playing should not be playing paying players. Yep. And because it's hard. I mean, we talked about Title Nine. Yeah. Um knowing who's worth more than what. Like, that's impossible. Sure, but what is the difficult part is the NCAA says you can't get paid from anybody, from not from colleges, not from gifts, not from other people. So no matter what you do, you can't get a gift, lunch, dinner. Kyle Guy, great example, an indie guy. He ju- he was about to get married this this past summer, right? He, he couldn't get any wedding
2: gifts. That's a good point. I never thought about that.
0: Um, so why would you? I mean, <laughs> why would you get married if you can't get any of the wedding gifts in there? Did, ne- did he uh, delay it? Yeah. So he's pushing it back till after the draft. Oh wow! So um, that's that's the point. If you, I I understand. And this is my this is my take. I understand colleges can't play pay players because that is a slippery slope, and you can't apply a general. A rule across the board, but that being said, you also can't say you're not allowed to get money anywhere else either.
2: But how are you going to regulate that? It's it's. I, I think I think what the NCAA is trying to do is just trying to cover their own ass. So they're basically just saying we're not allowing any of it. So anything outside of this is breaking the rules because. It's not fair. And everyone can see how that can quickly turn into, well, he got paid $300,000 to work at this car wash. We didn't give him a gift to come to Alabama. We gave him $300,000 to work at the car wash.
0: Right? Yeah. And I think you can regulate that kind of stuff. And I'm by no means a lawyer, but if that any kind of payment like that has to be done legally, if it's since it's allowed, right? So if we're allowing that kind of stuff, you've got to have it in writing.
2: But then, once again, it's going to come down to the schools with the biggest pockets because they're just going to figure out how to pay the people who have money are going to figure out how to pay kids.
0: Those top players. Yeah, and so I think it naturally will – you'll still get those conferences. The SEC-type talent will only go to the SEC because that's where they – sec type paychecks are Davidsons and the butlers they'll still be where they are because they're only getting the talent from you know that kind of places
2: well i mean the grand scheme that's ha- that's what's happening anyways oh right so, <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> like it's not happening, it is happening. that's right. why you have the sec because they have sec paychecks yeah so, so my question is then the NCAA is free and clear of any blame in this because they're saying, hey, these guys are operating on their own. The kids are getting paid. What's the problem? Like, why why, why even bring it up to discuss? Because right now it's illegal. It's like, pro, it's like when
0: Prohibition, just because it's not allowed doesn't mean it's not happening. So with Prohibition, everybody just did it underground, which is where we're at now. Right. All these payments are being done underground.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and and I mean, the NCAA, other than that FBI investigation, even through the FBI investigation, the NCAA isn't really cracking down on that unless they absolutely have to. And I think they're starting to get
0: exposed, and now they're starting to look like uh, we haven't been doing our job, we haven't been regulating, we haven't been the person we need to be. So I think now we're starting to get all that exposure, and it's causing people to look for
2: answers a little bit but it, who's looking for answers who didn't know this was going on like who's who's surprised when they hear that a kid's getting paid to go to a school I, I mean I know I'm I'm in the the thick I was in the thick of it a little bit with the AAU stuff and hearing this rumor and that rumor but and that's with basketball so right. I imagine this with all sports but I mean, who's, who's that surprised to hear, oh, kid, you know. Probably the, N- the NCAA. No, they're not. <laughs> they're, they're the last ones that would be surprised. They hear about it. They're the ones that look the other way every other time. Because uh, when's the last time you saw the NCAA get punish a team that they thought was paying players? That's, they, they don't. Right. So I'm trying to think of one time. The last time that it's, it is. it's always the person, yeah, because you know, I what I think happens is the school says, or the NCAA says, Hey, you know, someone's got to go down for this. The school picks an assistant and says, Hey, we're gonna give you two million dollars, you're out of here, mm-hmm. keep your mouth shut,
0: Sur- resurfacing
2: a little bit. Yep,
0: I.e., Louisville. That guy was the guy that got fired, it was what five
2: heads down from the head coach yeah for what Well, was he oh from the fbi probe you mean you're not talking about the stripper thing no that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic but that's uh what what do they call improper benefits yeah (laughs) no it's proper
0: (laughs) yeah super proper yeah go go check out your other
2: uh sex topics so to me it's like that doesn't even need talked about that's everyone knows it's happening if they get caught for it happening the NCAA doesn't doesn't uh, really punish it unless they have to all is well I mean it's corrupt based on the rules but most people think they should be making some money anyways Mm -hmm. so
0: that's that's the fun part is people think it should be changed, but they just they can't change the rule because they don't know what to change
2: it to. Exactly. So right now it's at no harm, no foul. Keep playing.
0: Yeah, play play through. <laughs> play through.
2: Unless I what I don't get is when is how the NCAA does, what rhyme or reason are they using to punish this place versus that place? Like who gets the penalty versus who doesn't? Right. When, when do they decide, hey, we have to crack down on this one?
0: My guess is when someone starts looking.
2: Well, people look a lot. Wonders like come out I, all the time. And I think they're
0: starting to realize how good of a job people are doing at keeping it swept under the rug that it's taking someone like the FBI to really start getting all the tools to start uncovering it. And like, oh.
2: But what is it? is it the ta- they call it wire fraud is what they're getting most of these guys on is is that that important that they need that the fbi needs to worry about this that you know kids getting pay- people need to go to jail because kids are getting paid for their talent cuz that's essentially what is happening people are now going to jail because because they yeah. want to pay kids for their talent and or want to put them in contact with agents early or agents want to pay them.
0: I'm wondering, Yeah. I'm wondering what got the FBI involved. Was it the fact that it was wire fraud or was you know, it, that's
2: what they're calling it.
0: Handled it in a duffel bag, just do a whole bunch of withdrawals and select a hundred dollars. Call
2: it a day. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is that, but at times I think there, I think what's happening is it's probably like Adidas wiring it over to an assistant coach who then gives it in cash to a kid. And so I think I don't know what makes it wire fraud is it because they're not paying taxes on it here I'm going to actually look yeah. up the definition of wire fraud
0: Yeah cuz that's the third party payments or when a student athlete gets it from a company like a Nike or an agent that stuff I feel like should be allowed like when we start worrying about when Wendell Carter's mom got long Longhorn state delivered to her as in benefit. Why is,
2: why are we arguing that? Does that matter? See, this says wire fraud is a crime in which a person can, can concoct a scheme to defraud or obtain money based on fail representation or premises. The, this criminal act is done for using electronic communications or an interstate communications facility. So basically they're probably just misrepresenting what the money is, Wired from or to or yeah, I, it, the only way the, I can imagine or, they care yeah. is for cash. Yeah, that explains. Or, or I'm sorry for tax for tax taxes. Because
1: here's the wire
2: Yeah, there's nothing crazy.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's nuts. It is. So I did see something. I don't know how much. Well, we probably have like 20 minutes. Yeah. So I did see something flash on the screen today. My TV was on mute because I was working so hard. If Dan's listening to this. But uh, uh, my TV was on mute and I saw the headline violence in the NFL and I saw Goodell talking today. So, obviously, they keep changing rules. And one of the things I mentioned in our first one was concussions. You know, concussions is something to talk about. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the violence in the NFL altogether, I think, is is something you can discuss and debate. And, you know, some people are dead set on the fact that football is going to go away at some point. Obviously, there was a big concussion push. That's died down quite a bit. Because there was a while there people were like, football is going to be gone soon. And now I don't hear, I hardly hear that at all now.
0: It was what, right around that junior sale, suicide, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. How long ago was that? You're the one on the computer. I know am to put it in. You you think it was, I felt like it was that, obviously the concussion movie came out. Um, so he died in 2012. I feel like it was much more yes. recent than that. Yeah. Let's see when the concussion movie, which it it was around there, but I don't think they were saying CTE at the time. They were just saying um, that, you know, he was probably messed up from playing football, had mental illness from playing football.
0: Leave it up to Will Smith for shedding light on this topic.
2: I know. That movie was in 2015, so that meant – We're getting closer. Well, but to make a movie about it means it had to happen much – long before then, so... Uh, Maybe it was Junior say then. Yeah, you might be right. NFL concussion. Um, let's see when their settlement was. That'd be a good... Uh, this was in... Oh, it doesn't say when
1: it started. I you... Oh, key dates. That's what I'm looking
2: for. You ever had a concussion? I think maybe I had one. Uh, I remember I was – I can't even remember what I was doing. (laughs) It might be the reason why I I had a concussion. But I can't remember. I was on – I was in middle school. I think we were playing football and someone, like, threw a long pass and me and another kid, like – collided jeez, um and his forehead hit my cheek so like one of my cheeks is still a little more swollen than the other but um I think that time but other than that I'm I'm a little bitch when I play sports like I've not had a broken bone or anything so I wasn't getting hit very often you
0: I think it was recent um we played pickup ball and I just I had gone for a a crossover when I was being forced one way, and I just took a shoulder to the chin. Really? And I remember I was out of it probably the rest of that afternoon. Uh, and I went out later that night, and Christy didn't think that was a good idea, which probably wasn't. But the whole <sighs> next day, I was out. Hmm. So they're, they're no joke. So I can only imagine having, what, six, eight of those, ten of those?
2: Yeah, and, I mean, mine, I've, I think I felt better by, you know, the evening time or the next day for sure. So, but there are different levels of concussions, obviously, so that doesn't mean it wasn't. Um, it's crazy to me that they're saying, like, if a boxer gets knocked out, that's technically a concussion, isn't it? I
0: know whoever, Dante Wilder, knocked out got a concussion. A bro.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, want to be like that every time I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah.
2: <laughs> We're talking about violence in the NFL, but you know, you could talk about violence across all sports. Even boxing, obviously, they're getting knocked out. That's the goal. MMA, same thing. Um and people die to see that stuff. I mean, the wilder thing, I can't imagine how many times I went just to see that clip. I didn't watch the fight. Um, you know, all 137 seconds of it, but, (laughs) but, uh, I, you know, I went and watched a clip several times.
0: Have you heard the the sound bite of it? Like what it sounds like? Yeah. When he hits his jaw, it almost sounds like a shotgun goes off and that's a glove hitting a jaw.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I've, I've heard some people get hit, you know, fist to the jaw. (laughs) I know what that sounds like. (laughs) So,
0: so what do you think, MMA versus boxing? I think,
2: I think I'm think i getting into MMA, and it is very interesting to watch, which is really tough for me to say because I came up at a time where I was young and, and impressionable and didn't have my own thoughts when Tyson was, you know, big time. And I'm playing Mike Tyson's push, punch out and stuff like that because you're, how old are you? 30 oh you're 30 and i so i'm 35 so that's you know you just kind of missed that you probably only remember tyson as a criminal so i remember i remember like watching tyson like you know do what wilder did every fight that's crazy yeah it was amazing to see so and then you know the tyson holyfield fight and then i'm you know Mayweather even though he's a complete idiot I still love watching him box I, I like domination is I did, the problem I, did. I, I did. like I like the warriors I like this I liked the spurs and the lakers and the bulls and the cowboys and the patriots and Tyson and Mayweather and the Yankees uh,
0: My boys back back home in Indy, they'll say I was a fan. Weather fan, just because I enjoyed watching Duke play basketball. I Duke, enjoyed yeah. watching Alabama play football. Oh
2: yeah, I love Alabama. I, I Duke, I, Duke, and North Carolina historically for that. Yeah. Kansas. I enjoy um,
0: watching good teams at good people at their craft.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Federer, Nadal, uh, uh, all of it. Anyone who wins over, I mean, Serena tiger when he was killing anyone who does that is um it's it's amazing to me i'm i'm oh, yeah. in awe of like you said someone doing their craft that well yeah, so, yeah um, so
0: so mayweather mayweather's one but i just i can't get behind mma i just
2: well, well that's kind of the thing though because you don't you don't have anyone to root for like, you don't have anyone that always wins. Like, you had Anderson Silva, and actually when he was doing this thing, I was into it. Um, uh, McGregor was that for a lot of people because he had the personality and he was winning, but now he's not winning, really. Yeah,
0: he's not relevant. Yeah. That sports have- to me is so barbaric that I just – I cannot cognitively just grasp it and want to enjoy it.
2: So the question is, is it more or less barbaric than boxing? You feel like it's less barbaric than boxing? Because I feel like – I used to probably think it was, you know, animals out there, but the more you watch it, there is a craft. I I had a roommate when I, you know, not long after getting out of college that was in the MMA. He was on uh, the show, uh, the Ultimate Fighter show. Um, and he did well on there, but I'm I'm torn on it. I I like I like dominant boxers, and I don't feel like there are those anymore. I I would agree with you. I mean, Walder Walder could bring back this war by
0: himself. I mean, and he does in two ways. He actually knocks people out in ten seconds, and then he makes it interesting when he's on camera. So
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. So I mean, he's like the new Mayweather for boxing i mean
0: yeah no i i get it i just seeing the people in the ring when there's little padding on the hand but really anything goes i just i i'm having trouble getting behind it
2: i i understand it i'm a fan because i catch myself watching it and is the reason why i say it but it's it's tough whereas i'll watch a boxing match with no no hesitation at all and i i think that has something to do with our our generation right i think you know a 23 year old it's like boxing is boring no matter who's boxing
0: they think baseball is boring that's why they're speeding it up right well (laughs) i think
2: baseball is boring i just like to go to baseball games and eat (laughs) Uh, shout, shout out to Comerica Park if they want to just give me a sponsorship just to great, come eat. Great place. in that
0: outfield, wherever that bar is. Oh, was, the bar. Oh, man. Well,
2: didn't we go there when you were here? Yeah. We did go. God oh, damn. Yes. So. Come back. Was- <laughs> that was a good time. That was a good weekend. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say?
0: Baseball, we yeah, had one of those sports, too, where the younger generation having trouble Staying tuned with it, you know we're so used to you know liking things right away. we need instant results. Baseball's not instant, it's three and a half hours. it takes one minute per pitch right And that's fifteen minutes, and
2: that's why they're trying to speed it up. i don't i so we're getting away from the violence conversation, which is fine yeah um but... I just want to make sure we're transitioning and and identifying that we're transitioning because i'm gonna if we go to uh sport popularity i'm going to stay there so yeah, well,
0: let's let's go back from from the baseball and and that instant
2: gratification stuff because we can go there another time so, so don't go into people getting away from baseball let's go back
0: to violence. let's, let's Barnes, wrap that Barnes.
2: up yeah so because in every it, it's funny because you have basketball you're suspended for a game if you come off of the bench for a fight you have football. They're trying to get away from concussions. Um, but you still have fights in hockey. Like, it's nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm like, how how does hockey just get to skate under the radar in so many different things? Like, they're getting slammed up against the glass, too. And they're getting laid out on ice. They
0: only break it up
2: is if they someone falls down. So oh, you down. can fight
0: as long as neither – person falls down like how that's a rule blows my
2: mind i didn't know that i didn't know that was the stopping point you can swing
0: away but as soon as someone starts falling it's over like that's what breaks up the fight
2: i like that (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking no i (laughs) i did not know that was the that was the end all
0: yep you just swing away but as soon as someone goes down they stop the fight. Well, also, and they get two fall- minutes for fighting. Like
2: they, they also, you know, falling on ice. Like I don't know how they're not getting more concussions. I'm sure hockey players get concussions all the freaking time, and they don't. They're just tougher than the rest of us.
0: Yeah, or and that puck getting hit in the face. He see those guys lose teeth all the time, keeping Dennis in
2: business. Right. You know what's funny is that it's not considered violence in sports, but it really is, is throwing at guys in baseball. Like that's the craziest thing in the world to me. (laughs) Like you are going to throw something over my head that of course, yes, I'm ducking, but if I didn't duck, I might be dead. And then you're mad that I'm running at you to fight. Then you are, you're confused that I'm running at you to fight.
0: Yeah here's one for you, and this is coming from a, a lover not a fighter, not not a fighter in baseball when they throw at you, why does the batter drop the bat to charge them out?
2: That's a good point. I think, yeah, I think why there you must be it? a there must be a rule on that um, cause I well, imagine someone the connects with a the bat. Rule. What's that?
0: Yeah the rules, don't charge them out.
2: yeah, that's. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i say well, if you do, you can't bring the following.
2: Right? Yeah. If you if but I could. I mean, that's when it goes from a baseball fight to assault, right? When <laughs> you connect with a bat. <laughs> but that, that's a that's a good point. That I'm surprised that no one ever, um, uh, you know, has gone but, with the bat.
0: Right. And I keep looking at Yasiel Puig because he seems to be the one whose flip gets switched real quick. And so much that the last one I remember, he charged the mound and everyone knew he was going to charge the mound. So it was almost 1v11. And he, he almost brought the bat out, but he dropped it. He still went one on 11, but yeah. he could have had a bat.
2: How many people did he stick out was of the 11? Probably just the first one fell. He fell? I'm assuming. Well – When it comes to that, this is unrelated to the violence topic, but when it comes to that, um, I feel like pitchers, their team is letting them get in the fight. Because you could, I think, as the shortstop, second baseman, because second baseman is right there between first and second. As a shortstop or second baseman, I think you could beat the batter there. I would agree. I would agree. And I feel like if you're not beating him there, you could definitely be there before three or four punches are thrown, which which happens sometimes. Oh, for sure. And
0: the fact that then the batter's outnumbered in a second, like generally batters should not be just leaving like, oh, man, my jersey got dirty. Yeah. You would 1v11 at that point. Yeah. Your whole crew's in the dugout, not even watching.
2: Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like I've always thought this that pitchers, their teammates kind of want to see what they got for a second. Like, you threw at this dude, like, defend yourself for a second. That's why baseball is in the, it's a me sport. It's not baseball a is crazy, man. Like, just the rules are nuts.
0: Here's a transition for you. Yeah. malice in the palace. Ooh. I actually just showed Chrissy this probably two weeks ago. She didn't know
2: about it? Because we all talk about it, but have you, like, watching the videos. So I was a senior in college, and we were on a road trip, and we played a game that night, and we came back to our hotel, and we're watching that on the lobby TV. And it is, I mean, because there's been nothing like that. That was the craziest sports scene I think I'd ever seen. Ever. I think it's probably still is. Like yeah. if you watch it, like you just said, if you actually watch it, you're like this is chaos. Absolutely insane. Where also, now that I think about, it, where the fuck was security?
0: Right? MIA. <laughs> oh.
2: In all those videos, like I feel like you barely see any security. I th- I feel like you see security Chasing Ron Artest up into the stands, kind of, but not really. And you, like, tell me how Steven Jackson gets up there, too, mm-hmm. to, the, to the stands. Maybe is it after that point they start really putting
0: security there? That would be something. Yeah,
2: after that incident? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They had to do something. Funny thing is, this is my senior year, so... That year, I'm working for for the Pacers in an internship.
0: Oh Se- yeah,
2: second half of the year. So this was first half of the year. This happened like in December, I think. Right, November, December, and then I'm working for them the second half of the year. So our test isn't there. Um, Here, Jermaine O'Neal was one. Jermaine O'Neal is gone for a long time. Came back. It was just crazy.
0: I was. I just heard Steven Jackson. Sh- tell the story uh, on ESPN, which he is funny as hell to listen Yeah, to. I'm,
2: he's a good uh, sports analyst. What, what, yeah, sports analyst,
0: whatever, whatever. Analyst,
2: analyst, sports analyst, jeez, I'm out of it.
0: Because he's still, I mean, you know, he's still got a lot of the street in him, but he's cleaned it up a little bit. So it's it's entertaining to listen to, but him sharing the story, like, and they're sitting in the locker room after the fight, you know, they got scrapes on their knees from climbing over the chairs. And he's like, Runner our test, turned to him and said, hey, do you think we're going to get in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bro, you're lucky we're not
2: arrested. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they thought about pressing charges. Um, Now I want to Google that. Steven Jackson. I'm telling in, you. Uh, and the Palace. Story. I, I'm going to cue that up for myself after we're done here. By the way, that, that Pacer team,
0: you know, four of those five players probably are the, you know, you don't want any part of that life kind of team. Uh,
2: Yeah. Steve, well, Steven Jackson, obviously, Ron Artest goes, you know, probably the leader of that team. Him or Jerry Stackhouse, I have heard. Yeah. Uh, Ben Wallace was in that, who is on that team, but on the opposite team. Yeah. Um. I mean, that year, what, Jamal
0: Tinsley and Jermaine O'Neal, the shootout at the strip club.
2: the strip club, yeah. Street. Jerm, wait, Jermaine O'Neal was at that? I, I thought he wasn't at that.
0: Or was it Steven Jackson?
2: It was Steven Jackson
0: and Jamal it, yes, Tinsley?
2: Yes, it would have been, yeah, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so, crazy.
0: Yeah, take a, listen, take a listen to that, to that Steven Jackson interview.
2: Yeah. Oh, you got Reggie Miller telling the same story too on the Dan Patrick show. But, yeah, I, I'm going uh, to watch that Steven Jackson thing. What what else about violence in sports? Yeah, the malice is a good example because that's the, the violence, obviously, we're talking about stuff off the court. When it gets to a fan, that's – That's where you draw the line. Yeah, well, you have to. You can't. You can't allow people to – well, one, you can't allow people to come to the game and throw things at um, the athletes. So, we made the argument of Russell Westbrook arguing with the fan and what they said. I think the line is crossed if I'm hit with something by um, a fan because, okay, it's a water bottle this time. You know, next time it's quarters. The next time it's someone snuck a knife in and is throwing that. Yep. it just keeps getting bigger and bigger so i'm i agree 100% that 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 can't be the move at all i mean and we're lucky this is
0: you know america and we're we've got things somewhat on a tight ship you watch european soccer that's like no hold bar stuff
2: yeah you want to talk about violence? those dudes are nuts mm-hmm. those little skinny dudes quick mm-hmm. skinny dudes <laughs> and all those fans willing to risk it off
0: all, all over one goal. Uh-uh. Yeah.
2: I mean, you've got uh, – yeah, because they're just kind of herded in there. Because you get, what, like 200,000 people in those stands, don't they?
0: Yeah, all on the field, basically.
2: Yeah. So,
0: it's – yeah, I mean, we, we've we got it good here. But, yeah, we have the fans that get interactive and, and all that. But it's it's worse other places.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's something that's not talked about enough is the fan experience and when does that cross the line and, and you know, where where is the line in that? Like, should they be able to say whatever they want or should they be restricted from saying something? I mean, obviously, we both probably feel like they shouldn't be able to throw things on there. But, I mean, also the fan experience, when does that start to affect the game? Because, I mean, you have, like, even at Duke, you know, someone's taking the ball out of bounds, you've got – I mean you just I get it it's sports and what is personal space anyways but if I'm standing out of bounds like and I have no personal space from the fans that that gives you a different feeling too is and is that an unfair home advantage when you know someone is I mean more or less physically stressed from yeah. that
0: um I think that's an interesting part too. Um, and I'll I'll say this before I, I gotta head out. But yeah, some some of the European soccer teams recently get a lot of some of the black athletes over there, and as soon as the racism champs start coming out, that's right. when they're starting to speak up, or so much so I think one one place had to play a home game and no they couldn't sell any tickets, so they just played in a blank stadium because a lot of fans were were started to get the racist thing so i it's it's definitely prevalent sure um and even so much with the russell rustbrook thing it was a a premeditated i want probably a racist type event and that's right across the line for sure for sure so
2: all the same well thanks for hopping on um i hope the live work i can't tell it's not it's not giving me all the information, but either way, this will be posted up. Uh, episode two of Out of Bounds with Joey Brown at Joey Brown2. Um, check him out and listen next time.
0: Uh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yep. Peace. See you.